There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding dong. Last culturista is calling. Well, my, my girl has a little cold. Not even a little cold. So not cold. even a little, but that's okay. It's <sighs> actually not okay. Oh my God. Can we just start with an I don't think so, honey? This isn't my official Revolution. one. Revolution. Revolution on the pod. Okay. Do you want to time me? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but seconds into, <laughs> seconds into the pod, Bowen has to do. <laughs> And we don't know if it is his I don't think it so, honey, but it might be Anne. It might be Anne. It might be a big day for I don't think so, honeys. So basically, Bowen Yang is maybe one of many I don't think so, honeys on this episode. Time starts now. I don't fucking think so, honey. My fucking landlord. I don't know who they are because I only communicate through Ugh. the fucking broker who showed me this place. I love my apartment, but the heat does not work. Has not mm-hmm. worked for weeks. The air conditioning did not work. For most of the fucking summer, I cannot live in these conditions. This is illegal. No. I, I mm-hmm. haven't paid rent this month because I'm withholding it until they fix this. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm just freezing. I'm in a terrible mood. 30 seconds. Like, this is just unbearable. And mm. I don't know. Like, for anyone else who has, like, who is going through some, like, heating issues right now, and as we get into the colder months, I'm so sorry. I'm with you. Uh, I stand in solidarity with you, sisters, sisters. 15 seconds. I just think. 
God, this really can fuck up your whole day, right? If you are not, if your feet are cold, well, oh. guess what? Your heart will be too. Oh, really chills you to the seconds. damn marrow, to the heart, to the cardiac muscle. Good luck with your peristalsis, honey. Oh, and that's one minute. Loving you was anyway. red. More like living here is cold. Here is cold. That's what I'm saying, honey. Cold, 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 I'm looking at my girl in a jacket, and I here I am, sort of sitting here in my Taylor cardigan. I I wore the Taylor cardigan. I'm in the Taylor cardigan. I thought I would have it too. I I thought for a second like maybe you would just pop it on, but of course you've already iconically worn it this week. I left it at work. Uh huh. Along with. The vinyls that she signed to both of us. I have to tell you, girl. Uh, what, okay. So, Aidy and Bowen texted me a picture of a signed vinyl from Taylor, and it says, to Matt, exclamation point. Love. It looks like the word she spelled is like... Taylor. T- it, it looks like she spelled <laughs> Taylor. And I was like, does she know? Well, I can now confirm to the readers... We can now confirm! ...that as I was walking down the tunnel to Good Nights with Taylor, I wore... A wonderful CDLP satin, like red wine colored pajama shirt. Yes. And I wore I wore the red Taylor Swift scarf that is now mm-hmm. part of her merch oh my in God. this red Taylor's version cycle. She was like, oh, that's cute. Ha ha ha. I just sang all too well. I really think <laughs> she because she is because Taylor was in red, has been in red mode this entire week. And by proxy, so have we all, and it has been quite fun. Do you not feel like it's 2012 all over again? I said to Miss Tree Payne herself, I said. Mm, the manager. In the her best publicist? way possible. Uh, her publicist. Yes, Miss Tree um, Payne. Miss Tree Payne. We love Miss Tree. I said, it feels like in the best way we're in 2012 again. And I long for the days. And I told her, I didn't, I haven't, I haven't really, t- I didn't, I never got to tell this to Taylor, but I was like, that album is my favorite because it came out right as I graduated college. I was, you know, feeling happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Yes, dear. miserable and magical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it was a kind of a shock when I put on the Taylor Swift shirt with the cardigan, yes. the folklore cardigan. Ugh. And she was like, what is this? Oh, my God. This is so disgusting of me. I'm just going to buy my new readers. You had to have this moment with her because then we would never would have known. She would have no, lived no, no. in mystery. But here's how I phrased it. Here I was thinking someone must have told her. Well, yeah. I was like, has someone explained to you what Taylor Swift is yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, no, what is that? And I was like, and then like Jenna uh, Rosatano, our perfect stage manager, calls us up to screams at us. Guys, let's go on stage. So we're walking. I was like, it's too dumb. I, I'll explain it to you later. She was like, OK. And I was like, no, I'll explain it to you now. She's like, yeah, explain it to me now. Oh. I said, Taylor. I was like, Taylor Swift is this personality, is this persona. <laughs> And Taylor is the songwriter strumming on the guitar. Taylor is the girl who's stomping down the runway on tour. And she throws her head back and laughs and says, that is so funny and so stupid. Yes! We won. Readers, we won. The way the readers and publicists and the Swifty readers and Swifty publicists won. She threw anyway. her head back laughing like a little kid. Little kid. Oh my God. I think it's strange that she thinks we're funny because she does. And stupid too. Stupid too. And she's right. And she's right. And you know, like, I mean, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful, what a wonderful moment. I Ugh. I basically went up to Lorne this week on Saturday before dress rehearsal just to thank him. Uh-huh. I was just like, hey, Lorne, like, thanks so much. I, I think I will say this. 
there was a there was an opportunity for me to do something to, to do something with her on weekend update it didn't work out it was completely fine i was mm-hmm. not crushed by it at all i was thrilled at the prospect of it but lauren was like oh it would be fun for taylor and bowen to go out there together blah 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 mm-hmm. it didn't transpire she had a very busy week i was sort of to be honest relieved i was like because i would have just really worked myself up into full mania had it happened yeah on a week like this one and so i basically went up to lauren's office i was like hey lauren i just wanted to thank you for like giving me that opportunity and for like considering that to begin with and for Mm. you know bringing her on and you know she's one of my favorite musicians ever and i just wanted to thank you and he was like just very very sweet about it and we and then lauren and i had a nice moment oh and then wait i can share this okay yes i can share this first thing i first I, i knock on lauren's door and he goes you want one of these cookies that Taylor baked for me? <laughs> and then like walks over to a box, gives me this pumpkin spice, coconut, delicious ginger cookie. Iconic. So, so soft and gooey. Ugh. And um, I ate it, shared a cookie with Lauren in his office, one of that came out of Taylor Swift's own oven. Mm. Ate one of his cookies. We had a lovely little chat. Then we go downstairs to do dress rehearsal. I watch all too well, 10 minute version live oh, next to Miss Gail King herself. Wow. Who was who was in the building? She knew all the new lyrics. She is a Swifty. She's a Swifty. And she and I turned to each other and said, Isn't it so great? Oh, Isn't my this God. such a great expansion of this song that we yes. all we, we have all grown so attached to? And then dress happened and then air happened. The same uh. thing happened. Ryan Reynolds and Miss Blake Lively, director Blake. Oh, we're gonna get into we, that. We're, we're gonna, gonna be get getting into that. into that. Turned to me and said, you know all the words already. This song has been out for one day. You know all the new words? I said, I know all the new words. They don't understand. The they deep, don't understand. Sw- the deep swiftiness, the embracing of the Taylor and the Taylor, and the realization that this red re-release, and specifically the all-too-well 10-minute version is what you said, which is it is when Taylor meets Taylor at the max, and that is why it is to be celebrated. So yeah, we got off book on day one within hours. We Mama, got off book day one within hours, sweetie, Mama Blake. Sweet lively girl. Across, sweet lively girl, <laughs> blasting a, a, across the Ed Koch Bridge. Oh my God. First of all, I just want to say for anyone that doesn't, that anyone that's always like, Wow, episodes completely devoted to Taylor. We are going to get into other culture, but this it may not be the episode for you because this is truly Matt and Bowen Taylor's version. Because this this is what I'm sure everyone thinks this. The Swifties think this. Yeah, we're not going to get a moment like this again. No, it's a celebration. I do believe that it is her best album. Mm-hmm. It is her best album. Well, I mean, it is her best album in this Taylor's version sort of you are allowed to have a favorite you are entitled red is just like i said a very important album for me the way that taylor swift's music attaches to people the way that people attach to her music Mm -hmm. is very contingent on where each person is at in their own lives well you that is true that is true and you actually sent me the pitchfork article today and by the way pitch pitchfork Upgrades its already very positive glowing review of Red to now I believe it's like an eight point five on Pitchfork. It's a nine point zero. It's a nine point zero now. Okay, so perfect. Yeah. It's now a nine point zero. But it says something which I think is correct, which is that Red, when it was released, was the nexus of her musical career because it it actually sort of it's the bridge. Let, it's the it's bridge. the bridge. It let everyone know this is the maturation of this type of artist, this like young singer songwriter coming into her own. But it's also letting everyone know of her maximum pop ambition. And it is the yes. bridge. It is from, it truly is the bridge from Taylor to Taylor. And that's just yes. the truth. 
And that's just the truth. This is why it's an important element to discuss. I won't make any apologies to the listener, to the reader. No, we are discussing we are, this. We are unapologetic. We will talk about other culture this episode, I'm sure. So much has not happened. Made a plan yet. So much has happened. Current events are happening as we speak. But as we speak. I will also say, I will also say that Fearless Taylor's version, and I'm sure we'll feel this way when if she when if and when she re-records Taylor Swift, the first album, and speak mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just listening to Enchanted. I was like, I can't wait for the Taylor's version of this. Maybe Enchanted is huge right one. now. Huge right now. <laughs> Enchanted, <laughs> you, you knew this? Enchanted exploded on TikTok and now it's like in the top 50 stream songs in the country. It's going to chart again. Enchanted is huge right now. It's kind of getting lost in like the Red conversation, but in the days prior to the Red re-release, Enchanted was blowing up. It increased like 277% in like streaming because it got found on TikTok and became like a meme on TikTok. It's wild. Wow. But but continue what you were saying. Because did you listen to Fearless Taylor's version and think, oh, wow, it's so beautiful to hear her sing songs about being 15 as this Mm 30-year-old or, you know, 30-something. Or it's just like her putting these developed vocals onto these songs she wrote, you know, 13 years ago. Like there is like, that's like part of the layer. It's part of the appeal as to why yes. you're listening to this. It, there is some of that in Red for sure. But for Red, it's like, oh, this is just confirming. It's it's just really, um I don't know, sealing this idea that this is an incredible album. Mm-hmm. Not that Fearless wasn't, but like there's just, there's less of that gap between like, it, it just shows you like she this was the bridge this is this is the artist that made her who she is like who yes. she is who, who, like how we know her today you know yes i also think that you know and and i don't know if she would agree with me but this is actually my take and as i'm listening to the red re-release and i'm enjoying it not that i didn't enjoy the fearless re-release i just thought it was like really mm-hmm. cute and fun and i'm happy we had it this is like powerful to me and like actually improved the album i think when she started this process of re-recording everything it was about ownership absolutely and it was about getting yes. back her masters but now i think maybe as she's doing it she's actually discovering that it's a way to sort of honor all these eras and the fact that her fans grew so much especially during an album like Red, which was truly a transition. And also the album is so deeply about growing up and it's so deeply mm-hmm. about nostalgia. And it's also, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it it's little pieces of her. It's almost like in Red, she was talking to herself in her past, present and future in a way. Yeah. And I do think it, it's made me love the album so much more than I ever did because I think you this, didn't you didn't love it before this. It's not that I didn't love it. Is that it. fair to say? Okay. It's it's not that I didn't love it. It was before my stanhood. My stanhood, yes. I will say, happened with 1989. Yes. And and Got that's it. just that's just them's the facts. But I will say yeah. that I always did like Red. I guess I was just at the time Red came out, maybe not developed enough to not see it as confusing. Yeah. I was like, well, this isn't her identity as an artist. Like, what's this like what's all this like synth and what's this uh, you know, like weird influences on I knew we were trouble with the dubstep of it all. I was like, I didn't get it. Now I do, because I think it's exactly what I'm saying, which is it's that nexus, it's that bridge, it's that Taylor becoming Taylor, but also taking Taylor along with her, which I think at the time sort of threw me and now I can really respect and appreciate. And I also think it's the first time her, it was a revolution for her lyrically. Mm -hmm, I mean, All Too Well mm -hmm. is just so perfect. And we will talk about it as, 
as a, as its own piece because now we've seen it like in the short film, etc. But mm-hmm, I just think mm-hmm. in terms of Red, so many of the themes of the album itself actually are um, congruent with the themes of her doing this process of re-recording. And that's why yes. I think it feels so special and singular and why I think we're all having so much fun with it. I just, I've never loved her as much as I do this week. I'm, I'm, I, really? I, I love her. I fucking love her. I mean, I, I, I just, I, all I've listened to all week until literally this afternoon when I watched the Adele special last night, which I would love to touch uh-huh. on. Um, I, I was listening to the 10 minute all too well. And I'm like, this is exactly why I love her. I mean, this is like such a fleshed out specific circumstance about what was a three month relationship, but that really changed her. And I it would, doesn't matter. I would, yeah. I would love to hear what it was like um, for you to see the performance live, hear the song for the first time and then see the short film. And let's, and let's talk about all too well for a second. Um, all too well. I was listening to it at yeah twelve. I I like like there's there was some Twitter discussion about how like exactly twelve ten a.m. Eastern time. Everyone was tweeting their responses, being like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah, the, like literally like clockwork. Um, but I just like probably gassed internally mm-hmm. at some of the lyrics. Like I mean, it's so impactful when. Used to be a little kid with classes in a twin size bed, and and just when, when when she transitions into the new lyrics, yeah, right, it's so powerful. When you hear that old stuff you've always known, old, and then it transitioned into something right else, into the new. It's like a, it's like the continuing of a story. It's like a Mad Lib that was in your heart and mind, but never, but and then to find out that it actually exists, you're like, oh my god! It's like that fleshing out that you didn't know you needed. But it's genius of her not to modulate on like an extra verse Mm-mm. and a chorus and a verse and a chorus and extra bridge, whatever, like blending in the new with the old in this perfect checkered way after the first like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So good. Just so, just so great. And do you have like, a favorite new lyric? Um, weirdly, mine is um, sipping on your coffee like a late night show or something. Yeah, I, like, loved I just it. think that's such a, that's such a great image. Like, and then it just kind of, it only further confirms this idea that it's an actor, you know, like that it's someone who like is a public figure in a way that would warrant him going on a late night show. I just, I just think just really great. I, I kind of do feel like fuck the patriarchy keychain is anachronistic. Like, I don't think that was a thing back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think those were, that phrase was on keychains necessarily in a way that would be recognizable in a song lyric of hers. She definitely wasn't saying the F word back then. She was probably, maybe she was writing it. I I don't, maybe, but she is fully, fully within her artistic rights (laughs) or whatever to like throw that in in retrospect or retroactively. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I don't know. Thought it was great. Yeah. I I would say the only lyric that confuses me is the fuck the patriarchy keychain. I probably could have done without that, but I would say, Mm -hmm. and I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I get older, but your lovers stay my age is so her. And like, I just, the whole thing, the like waited for the door and my, my, my dad watched, or you charm my dad. Yes, the late night host, and then yeah, watch, yeah, they watch yeah, the yeah. door. It's supposed to be fun. Turning twenty one, it's the whole thing is such a. I mean, if you didn't know it was Jake Gyllenhaal before, she the Gyllenhaal of it all is fully confirmed in a way where it's just like, yeah. wow, this guy. And this is this is what I'll say as someone who was nineteen date and dated someone who was thirty. 
there is a reason why some of those guys do that. And I would say it's because they're not, I would, I would categorize them as not emotionally mature. This is not to drag mm. anyone out there who's 31 dating a 19 year old, but I would tell you to take a good hard look at yourself and think about that person's experience. Because I also think that what she has realized now being someone who is that age. And Oh um, my God. She's his age now. Yes. And I think that that actually puts a light bulb on. I know it certainly has for yeah. me about what it means to date someone at that age and like to put someone through the emotional ringer at that age. And that's why I think she's digging in so hard and not being so tongue in cheek about this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. I think part of her is like, if she didn't have re- like uh, remnants of the heartbreak, I think part of her is a little pissed off about the fact that like, you know, she got put through it by someone who had a lot of years on her and a lot of power over her. And I think it's kind of, you know, vindictive Taylor is is something different now than it was then because she is the most powerful mm-hmm. person in the music industry. But it's pretty sweet to see it happen because I recognize what she went through and I yeah. didn't go through the same version of it, but I went through a version of it and I am smiling listening to it. That's what I would wow. say. Wow. I kind of, has there been discussion around the line... I'm a soldier returning half her weight. Is half that the, her weight. I feel like I absolutely love that amazing lyric. I feel like that's a reference to a Jake Gyllenhaal film brothers. You know, I, I think that I think she certainly thought of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, that's just, that's just my thought, but that, but, but Toby Maguire was the, was the brother who was the soldier in that movie and not Jake. Anyway, I think Toby matter. and Taylor sort of exist in the same. You know, I can't explain, but I, I, I get what yeah. you're saying and I, and I celebrate it. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. What did you think of the short film? The short film. Lovely short film. Love Taylor in a red wig. Feels very <laughs> bad blood. I don't know. Feels very feels very much this is the red era. <laughs> I love it. Why? Yeah, I love it. And her DP, she 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 she's giving Miss a lot Rena of props Yang. to her DP, yes. Rena Yang, who's who is very talented, clearly. Yeah. I think you were counting the number of times they yelled fucking at each other in that one scene. And it is 13. I mean, like it all built to that because I was like, okay, yeah. this must be like a, a dog whistle or, or an Easter egg, like fucking like they're saying fucking a lot and it must be 13 it must be like building up to that it was very i said to bowen and i say this in the best way and this is not a drag okay no that come that, on. that long scene of them in the kitchen was very like when you let young actors improvise and there's a lot of fuckings and that's totally fine <laughs> and when we love and we love it and you know i'm obsessed but she wrote it and so therefore i feel like there was some penmanship involved in the dialogue i feel as though there was some scripting going on, but the actors were allowed to improvise, which is how you get that many fuckings. And, I, and but I but I also know it's probably intentional. I don't I don't dispute huh. the intentionality of it all. I just I think I saw her say in an interview that she watched as the actors improvised, and it was like so dead on, and she oh, couldn't cut got away. It, got it. I will say I'm a little bit on his side in that scene because she is acting crazy. Like, she, and I'm like, this is Stop another reason it. why you don't date someone who's 19. No, girl, because I'm like, this girl's acting crazy. And also Joel and Jared that we, they came over last night for Housewives. LOL. The girl, we'll get to it. But they we'll also were like, it. yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but I kind of think she's being crazy in this scene. <laughs> well, and that's, but he's also a monster. Part of me thinks that Taylor's <laughs> matured enough now where, <laughs> she would let like a potentially unflattering. I'm sure she thought absolutely. Of that. I'm sure Miss Sadie Sink thought of that. Like just like like she's like we're not. No one's like she like the girl is not blameless necessarily in this. I mean she was she was taken advantage of absolutely. I, and based I think, on the age difference, yes. And you can't you. It's like she is 19 years old. If you put someone in that situation and she feels a certain way, she's going to to act like she feels a certain way. And then I think yeah. that's another thing. I was looking at it and I'm like, God, these two people shouldn't be together. And that's what that's sort of I mean, in watching the video, I, I the first time I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is all pretty familiar. Like and then I realized like, oh, it's familiar because I recognize it deeply. And I yeah, think that you know this story, you've known it for almost 10 years. Yeah. Yes. And I think that it was actually really kind of great. I think it's a really good illustrative music video for the song. And I I've been actually surprised. I didn't think I would listen to the 10 minute version 
exclusively and not the five minute version. Not that mm-hmm, I don't love mm-hmm. the original version, but the 10 minute version is now my version. That's for sure. I mean, let's just acknowledge how high the hype was sort mm-hmm. of stacked, you know, like built. It was like it was the build up to it was so nut nutty. Like, of course, she she knows that the Swifties are going to go insane when she announces a 10 minute all too well. Are you kidding me? And then yeah. we're all like going crazy in the months mm-hmm. before it comes out. And then it comes out and we're all like, wow, this met slash exceeded the expectations. Crazy. Unreal. Absolutely. And then I will say you get that many fuckings if you're also like in a David Mamet play. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't. Absolutely. Look, I, I, did, I did not. I didn't take issue with the fuckings at all. That's what people say uh-huh. when they're upset. It's actually real culture number oh, 50. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Fucking. That's what people that's say when they're upset. That's what people say when they're upset. And that's that's going in the book. Uh, and here's what I'll say. Um, before we move on from the red era, because there's just so you much just, culture. What, what, what book are you talking about? I don't even know. I don't know why I said that. Okay. But before we move on from the red era, which it's just been, it's been the joy of my life. And <laughs> I know that you had such a positive experience with her. The SNL performance yes. was amazing. But as um, an album and even with the vault tracks, I wonder if you had to say three or four highlights, what are they? What songs are you particularly enjoying in terms of the update? And what of the new vault songs are you absolutely like putting in the canon for favorite Taylor songs? I mean, I bet you think about me as I think it in the canon. Especially Mwah. with this wonderful visual. Chef's um, we'll, kiss. We'll, 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 chef's kiss. We'll talk about that. I yeah. like Babe. I love that there's a Promises, Promises. It feels very 3LW. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she's going, Promises, pro-, you know, saying Promises quickly twice. Yes. Um, is very 3LW and I love babe. that. Yeah. And then um, Ronan is a song that I didn't oh. really, didn't, I, like, I was like, oh, what a lovely, beautiful song. And I know, I know the story behind it. Uh, but just like I just, just sonically, it sounds so gorgeous. And then um, come back, be here, real mm. something that never stuck that I always like kind of overlooked uh, during the original release. And now I'm just like, what a great song! Absolutely. Anyway, and then yeah. obviously, um, nothing new. Phoebe sounds so good on it. They, it's both such a it's it's such a great match for both of them. Yeah, yeah. She was very she was really smart to to to, to collab with her. Yeah. I think that that's it's such a great song and I think it's I can understand why she left it off the first time because she probably was afraid to put it on because it's so honest. I mean, and she did touch on feeling that way about feeling disposable as a woman in the music industry in the Miss Americana documentary. And it's been interesting now to see confirmed that this has been something that's been on her mind and she has the lyric that's for I've had too much to drink tonight. I know it's like and I know it's sad. This is what I think about. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her. And so, you know, sometimes... For her to feel that way at 22, to right. write the song as a 22-year-old... Crazy. Dark. Has nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with society, you know, whatever, yeah. obviously. But, like, just just what a... Yeah, an honest song. Nothing's really changed in the way that people feel about women in the music industry, I guess, for this to still be resonant. Right. Um, But really good. Yeah, I would say overall my opinions are, I mean, Message in a Bottle is such a fun little snack of a pop song. I understand why it didn't Mm -hmm. make it the first time because I think this was the first song that she wrote with Max Martin and Shellback. And I think she did improve upon it in terms of the upbeat songs on the album that were on the initial Mm -hmm. version. I will say, I think that uh, in the re-recordings, 
I think the mid tempo and ballads fare better than the up tempo songs. Yeah. It just seems uh-huh. like maybe that was what she was more interested and passionate about this time with this Probably. album. I, I do prefer the original. We are never, ever getting back together. The we's are a, a little much for me on the new release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but there's, these songs are still fun. 22. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. Like, and I'll, I have such a, appreciation for that as a pure pop song now like it's just so, so genius i and that's my favorite up tempo on the song i think in terms of the re-release and the original now but i mean red sounds absolutely beautiful and you so get it like there's state of grace and then there's red and the album really red. begins red into treacherous treacherous is one of her top five treacherous one is of her top five it is so fucking good and listening to her sing it now gorgeous i mean i think this this is one of the tracks that is i think is better than on the original album i would agree i would agree the production on it the vocals on it all huge improvements amazing huge improvements amazing i got to tell her i sent you i sent you an outtake of a promo (laughs) there was there was a promo for snl where i got to um just my me as bowen as scripted, just I, I just like kind of drop a lyrical reference, and everyone's like, "Bowen, come on!" And I'm like, "What? I like her music." And then she like pats me on the shoulder, and then there was one quote unquote very Sadie Sink of me <laughs> uh, improvised line where I said, "Treacherous is the sound of falling in love," and she was like really kind of floored by it in the moment. Matt has the footage, but I was, but she was I like, do. "What? Treacherous? That's so nice!" And like I was like, "I don't think people." tell her that enough <laughs> no what am i saying i'm saying like maybe maybe that is like an underappreciated song of hers that maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't i think it is so beautiful it is the the bridge nothing safe is worth the drive and i will follow, follow you home. You, follow you home two headlights shine on the sleepless night and i will get you get you alone oh and my you know god what's what funny mm-hmm. is it's so obviously about like meeting and having that first attraction to jake mm-hmm. gyllenhaal and it, it applies to anyone. I mean, when you know, and there's a live performance where she says this. One of my favorite live performances mm-hmm. she's ever done is it was like a red listening party with a bunch of girls yeah. sitting across oh, like, in front the guitar. of her. Yeah. And she's got her iconic red, like liberal arts college hair at the time. And she's like, this is when you start to like somebody and you know it's going to annihilate you, but you do it anyway. <sighs> and I was just like, I mean, a hundred percent. Come like, on. It's, it's, it's choosing to live life so that you see what happens. And like, there's also in treacherous, I mean, literally there's so much like danger imagery and it's just like, you could tell mm-hmm. she felt so vulnerable. And that is what I love uh. about Taylor Swift is the willingness to be vulnerable and then, you know, later on, you see in her life when she felt like she really needed to put armor on and literally we got reputation, you know, but there were still little glimpses of vulnerability. Like mm-hmm, she just mm-hmm. has, she's got, she allows herself to go out and be inspired so that she can create work that really, really, really hits. And treacherous to me is it's just so Soaring. good. It's, it's so good. So mm. And she's also sounds horny good. as hell on it, too. And it's also about <laughs> genuine attraction, which I do love. Can you think of a crazier opening lyric? Not crazier, but just like hornier opening lyric, I should say, than 
put your lips close to mine as long as they as long don't as touch. They don't like touch. Edging, the Edgers won with that mm-hmm. song. The Edgers actually won. It's actually a rule of culture number 77. The Edgers, well, the actually, Edgers won actually won on Treacherous. Tre- on Treacherous. Yeah. Come on. Um, I would say, yeah, so Treacherous, I would say Ronan, God, did I cry. Begin again. Begin again. Did what it needed to do on this new re-release. And it honestly makes me feel so hopeful every single time. Obviously, Holy Ground and State of Grace, we stand. And I will close by saying that the update of Girl at Home, I am Mm -hmm. in total support of. And this is how I know that, yes, it's the ownership that really matters. But I think she might have made a more conscious effort to make it sound the exact same if she never wanted the original listen to. I think this process of re-recording is becoming something different for her in a beautiful, great way and also an ingenious way as the capitalist that she is and we know and love, that third generation banker's daughter, mama. She says, I am a brand. I am re-releasing all my albums as if they're bigger than ever new things, and I love it. Let, let us talk about and give props to Ms. Blake. Ms. Blake. Before you before we move on to the to the video um of uh, I bet you think about me, just the lyric the lyrics on Holy Ground, I think, Oof. really hit you hit you hard again when you mm-hmm. really sit down and listen to it. Mm-hmm. I always loved the song, but something about again, this 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 re-release, I'm like <sighs> whoa yeah and like just the concept i mean don't you isn't this this concept that like is so obvious but like if you walk by a place that has some like emotional romantic like energy like like thing for history to you so powerful and like the like she's this bitch is fucking throwing biblical references in this fucking song yeah like i I mean, like, whatever, like, whatever your thoughts on Christianity are, like, I'm like, okay, she's, like, fucking quoting the Bible in this way that, like, doesn't feel forced, is just enough so that you understand that she's, like, this is a place of biblical, that is suffused with biblical energy in the Bible of my life. Yes. Right? Say that! It is (laughs) sacred. And, you know, this just recently happened to me. I felt very red. When when it's when we shot Bonobos, it was the first time I had come back to New York since before the pandemic, and it was lightly raining. And you were raining, walking through the city, and I was walking through the city, specifically the East Village, where we went to school, where I lived, where I had so many, you know, first kisses, and how mm-hmm. many I, I cried on street corners, and you know, places that I used to go have lunch and meet up with friends are now Starbucks, and you know, times where <laughs> I was working really hard at school, and you know, where I apartments that I moved into and moved out of and met people. And it's just, that is a really powerful thing. And I think that a song like that really speaks to that. And this whole album really speaks to that because you know what, Bowen? It's also really important for us because it was a really fun transitional time in our lives. It was 2012, you know? And we were, we were 22. We really were. Confused and lonely at the same time. At the same time. In the best way. <laughs> Darling, it was good. Never looking down and right there where we stood was Ugh. holy ground. Come on. Fuck you for that. That's Girl, so good. Billy Joel said Beatles of her time. And Beatles I heard, of her time. I heard no lies. Patty Lapone said one of the best lyricists of our generation. There you go. Like, and and Miss Patty on. is close girlfriends with Stephen Sondheim. Close girlfriends. <laughs> Close girlfriends. <laughs> That's actually real culture number six. P- 
Patty, Patty is, is close, close girlfriends with, with Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. So stupid. Um, speaking of close girlfriends, Taylor's close girlfriend, Blake Lively, directed Blake the Lively. video. I bet you think about me. Again, one of the stronger songs yes. from the vault, which Vault-tracks. I love. This is one of her best music videos. No? I said to you, I said, wow, mm-hmm. this is up there. Yes. Just like, such, and, and honestly, what I thought about the entire time watching it was this direction. Phenomenal Stunning. direction. And also it's like, you know, a, we had Miles Teller in it. Pedigree. Sure. We had Pedigree. Blake Lively behind the camera. Really good style. I thought she had a really great style. Such it's edited great. so well. Great vision. Taylor was obviously having a lot of fun in it. Blake should direct more. Blake is a visuals person. Absolutely. Like, obviously. Like, you know, she like picked the outfits out for a simple favor. You know, she like fucking like was Serena Vanderwoodson like mm-hmm. the image like she like cultivated that herself like she's incredible star. an amazing actress obviously star yeah. star Whatever. and actress and you know I'll never forget the first time I saw directress. her in sisterhood directress directress and also you know what oh sisterhood it, sisterhood I'll never forget I was like who is that I was like, I, was I, like, that I is need the most to know beautiful girl in the world everything and then the world noticed everything I was just like thinking to myself I was like how much fun Taylor is having. Like also a lot going on in the video set piece wise, like a yeah. lot to wrangle, you know, this is a effects. really, really good directorial effort. I, I say brava, bravo, bravissimo. I say maybe her bravax. best. I maybe, say bravax. I would say bravax. I would. I would say maybe <laughs> Taylor's best music video since. Uh, blank space. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. And what? Not, wow. not, this is not to, oh, Wildest Dreams. Well, I do love Wildest Dreams. I, I acknowledge the problematic nature of it, but I do think it's absolutely beautiful and I am emotional every time I watch it. I really fucking, I just, you know what? And I'll say, I love Harmonica Taylor. And if you want to mm-hmm. go so far as to say that, as we've said, this is, Red is the Bridge. If we were to believe that she wrote this song for this album during her sort of exploratory conceptual process of this, if the harmonica was in there originally, kind of like foretells folklore era Taylor, you know, like it is past, present, future. Like this is like the four dimensional snapshot of Taylor Swift that we're going to get, that we have, that we will always have. Well, what read the album proves is that time and space don't exist because this album (laughs) exists in a vacuum where she was speaking to all, let's call it nine dimensions of Taylor. Taylor, 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 Taylor. It was just like speaking to everything. It was it was shooting out energy in all directions. Okay, because you know what she, you know what she wasn't doing during Fearless Taylor's version in April. What? She was not going on the sh- on these shows. She was not really doing the songs live. No, which I'm sure doesn't mean that she doesn't love Fearless songs like or like you know that time in her in her career in her life. I just think she you can tell she fucking loves this album. Yes, she knows. She thinks it's one of her best. She knows it's one of her best. She. I think thinks of this also as this sacred time capsule. That's why she's dressing in that era again. I'm like, we just mm-hmm. had folklore era like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's like, and now it feels like, it, it doesn't feel like a regression. It just feels like, whoa, this is such, and this is what I said to Tree Payne. I said, I know this is probably what you guys thought about all along, but like, this really is like an intentional, powerful return to that time in her life and in our lives. And so therefore I feel like I'm 22 again. Yes. 
Yes. Whatever. I mean, and it's, this is all very it's, obvious. It's just, it's, it, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a crazy power. And I'm like, it, I, I, I kind of like it. I'm kind of scared by it. I'm kind of like, whoa, what is, it's bizarre. You're a happy, free, bit. confused, and lonely at the same time, at the Bowen. Same time. It's miserable and magical. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. In the best way. In the best way. That's, that's what this is. Taylor, we say Bravex. You Bravex. did it. Bravex Taylor, the title of app. Title of X, Bravex Taylor. Bravex Taylor. Bravex, comma, Taylora, exclamation point. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. This is the, Red was the one time she was Taylora. A hundred percent. Taylor and Taylor at the same time. And that's, that's beautiful. And that's, that's culturista. You are so a culturista, babe. <laughs> you are you so are culturista so today. You are so a culturista today. And, okay, so you just, we just said the word king. And in a transition out of this, there's so much to talk about, but I have to tell you something. Okay. King Ego Wodum was King. so good in the second season of Love Life. I had to text her. I was like, girl, I was you, the oh. way you did that. Did you watch the second season of Love Life? The readers know that if you've been listening for a while, you know I loved the first season of Love Life. The second season of Love Life with William Jackson Harper and Ms. Jessica Williams, never better. This was great. Did you catch this? I have not watched a single episode of Love Life, I, but I'm sure I would love it. This is the thing I told I told King this at dinner at the after party on Saturday. I said because mm. someone from someone from NBC came over and talked to us and was like, "Oh my God, have you have we all seen Ego in Love Life?" I go, "Yes," and I go, "She is the draw for some people, mm-hmm. myself specifically, because mm-hmm. I was not I I watched because of her, yeah, and I watched the entire thing and was like, oh my." God, yes. give me this rom-com lead iconography. Absolutely. I mean, she gave it to you every way. She was, because, you know, Ego was oh. giving you Ego, but she was also giving yeah. you shades of Ego we haven't seen, which I'm always excited when when the SNL folks get this opportunity because they're so talented. And also oh. Punky Johnson is in the show. Punky is so good. Fabulous. I mean, so great. And stars, I actually stars have, and actors I think I've stuff. only had the very fleeting pleasure of meeting Punky, but big fan. Oh, great the, on the, the show. The loveliest person in the world, the kindest, funniest person. So, so good. And I will say, I, I'm about to give it all the way up to William Jackson Harper, who was an amazing lead. And let, truly, you guys, it, this is so my recommendation good. this week. Watch the second season of Love Life. You really don't have to watch the first season. But, you know, I did enjoy it. The second season of Love Life, he's so great, so charming, he's so great, so watchable, so hot. Like, and his chemistry with Jessica Williams was amazing. And she has never been better. I was like, she's, we love her. We love she's a star. And just across the board, I really enjoyed Love Life. And props to King, who bodied that fourth episode. And then she comes back in at the end of the season. Loved it. Loved it. King. I think King is really in her Charizard era. Oh, unlike darling, not that she ever, not that she wasn't. This is the thing. King is one of those people that has always just soared and has always mm-hmm. moved through the world with this assuredness that she is very good. Yep, she's a superstar. She, she has the X factor, babe. She's a she has it. And honestly, can I just say I'm a jealous fucking bitch? No. But I see her succeed every time on the show in life, yes. like outside of SNL. I go, 
I'm just so purely happy for you. Oh yeah. She, and that, like, she that, carries like, the that light. happens with few people. It happens with like you and that's it. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's, there's more people than that. But like, I'm just like, King is, but Ego is one of those people where I'm just like, God, good for you. I'm just I'm so, so happy for you. I was so happy for her. And, and I know there are a lot, there's lots of fans of that show. I texted her. I was like, I hope you're hearing all the praise because she really deserves it. And I, I can't say enough. I, again, I, if you remember, if, if you've been watching, listening to this for a while or reading this podcast for a bit, you remember I finished all of Love Life in one night. Same thing with the second season. It's real easy. Great. It's half hour episodes. It's all, They released the whole thing at the same time. So it's oh, like, great. which HBO Max doesn't always do, but I believe they did with no. this. And if they if they didn't, it is all out now. So check great. it out. Loved it. Now. Perfect. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Did you get to watch the Adele special? It was delivering on new Adele music. It was delivering on, in many ways, we heard, you know, new vocal renditions of Taylor and Taylor. We heard Adele vocally sounding so good and warm and healthy, singing the old classics like you've never heard it before. I don't don't think... um, I don't think that someone like you has ever sounded better when we were young. Mm. Hello, you know, easy on me. It's so fun to hear her sing it live, but also some of the new music that she has coming out. She, what did clo- she sing? She, she sang this one song called hold on, which was fantastic. And then she closed with this song, which is like love is a game or something. And it's like, she wrote a new classic song. I, it's, oh it's the God. only way I can describe it. Like Greta came over earlier and we were watching it and I turned to her and I was like, this is a song that we're going to be singing for years to come. And it just made me oh so excited. Her interview with Oprah was, of course, amazing because Oprah is Oprah. And Oprah was, of mm-hmm. course, giving you classic, iconic, like, welcome to my Rose Garden vibes, where I guess she's doing all her <laughs> interviews now. It's, it's um, She has, she goes, she goes, I wow. really wanted to bring you back to my Rose Garden because look over there, there's my tea house. And sure enough, there's an entire <laughs> house for tea. But it was a really great. Or, or Oprah's house? Oprah's house. So Adele came over to Oprah's okay. house. She wore this stunning white pantsuit. I saw in, the photos. In, in the in the um in the performance itself, she had this like stunning, stunning. She was giving Italian glamour, this like black uh Schiparelli dress. Like it was just it she was so beautiful. And it was at Griffith Observatory. So that was gorgeous. Yes. And I mean this the the production design was amazing. She sounded incredible. Check it out. It's on Paramount Plus. What I loved the most was how relaxed and happy she seems and how she was like answering every question being like, yeah, you know, like I think Adele, we always associate with like sort of like a frenetic drunk energy. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. it seems like we're seeing like a more like grown up Adele who, and you can even tell in her lyrics and the way that she delivers it. She's like, look, babe, this is music that I love. And this is the truth. And these are my lyrics. And this is how I've grown up and you're hearing it. And she like Taylor um, I think I love her so much because she's like, yeah, I'm going to live my fucking life and put it out there. And like, that's 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 the way I can like interact with um, everybody really is in the music itself. Wow. You know, because she'll go away for years and then come back. And it just made me so excited for Friday to get the the, the new music. I but know. You, I think you're going to love it. You're going to love the way you look when you when you listen to it. I guarantee it. There's just a lot of culture happening in these next couple months. We're we're we're, we're getting into Oscar season. Oh boy! Um, great music coming out that sort of takes us back in time or pushes us forward in time. And then fucking, I'm going to say it. We got a new Pokemon game coming out. Hell yeah! Amazing. Talk about that. Amazing moment. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. That's what it is. It's a, wow. that's a remake too. We have go we have come far from blue and red. We've come far from blue and well, these are remakes of Diamond and Pearl that came out on the DS. But this in like 2006, 2007, this is a remake of that on the Switch. Beautiful new Pokemon to catch. You can catch your Articunos, your Moltres, <gasps> your Zapdos. They let you catch the legendary birds? They can let you catch the legendary birds depending on the version you have. Mew can be caught in this one if you, you want. You can catch Mew? It, See, that that might be a bridge Mew. too far for me. You might have to download, because I know this bitch has a Switch. Yes. You might have to start getting into Pokemon again so you and I can battle and trade. Wait, I actually would love that. You're probably so much better than you me, so you have, to give me, you have to give me no. a couple months to get a head start. I think let me get good again. It's coming out Friday. I am really excited. Okay, wait. If there's a new Pokemon coming out, I'm actually excited because I would love to get to know the new girls. Because back in the day, yes. back in the day when I was sort of kicking 
kicking the balls around. There was 151 girls and now there's thousands of girls. Now there's almost a thousand, but this is the, this is going back to generation four where there were only maybe, and you can, you might see some new girls from mm-hmm. the future come back and travel through time, dear. But oh. it's somewhat manageable. And some of the Gen 4 girls are adorable, powerful, iconic. There are some icons in the mix. Don't get that. Let's get that straight. So in terms of, so let's say that these girls are sort of the new, the new songs. Are the old girls still, as they say, giving it to you, carrying? Are they tearing? Yes. Like, for example, is Squirtle tearing? Is Pikachu still tearing? You know what I mean? You, like, you, I may, not, you may not see Squirtle, but you will see a Pikachu in the wild, of course. You will see the classic girls roll through. Pokemon is, you you don't understand. Nostalgia culture as well. But also very forward thinking in some ways, but also mm-hmm. will remind you why it's icon. It is, it is, Pokemon is a, is its own diva. Yeah. Pokemon well, is, a, yeah. is its own, and every Pokemon is a song. Yes. Think of it that way, dear. I real that's that's the way I'm gonna think about it from now on. Pokemon is Aretha Franklin and Pikachu is natural woman. You know what I mean? Pikachu is natural woman, Mew is RESP is respect, and that's it. That that's all there is to say. Charizard is daydreaming, yeah. and I'm thinking yeah. oh, of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say Diamond Diamond and Pearl are the young gifted in black of her of her repertoire. And I would say, you know what I would say? What I really would say mm-hmm. is that Pidgeotto mm-hmm. is do right woman, do right man. <laughs> that's what I would say. I, that's really what I would say at this moment. If you want to do right all night, woman, you got to be a do right all night man. Oh, come on. Well, let's yes, go. Come on. Jigglypuff is Tell me. Chain of Fools. Brabax. And, and Clefable is, you better think. Think about what you're trying better to do to me. Do better to me. Think, think, think. Come on now. Bravax. Come on, Bravax. Bravax, now. Aretha. Bravax to us all. Bravax to us all. Now, but, should we talk oh. about Housewives? Oh, do you want to? Oh, I did. I, all I've seen from the Adele thing are um is that video of Oprah and Lizzo dancing to hello in the audience yes so the the crowd was almost entirely celebrities and hollywood types yes. and i was like truly lol they cut to the crowd and leonardo dicaprio was there with his mask like hat on his chin and i'm like we are really exist i was like i wonder if this is going to alienate people that are like there was an exclusive adele concert uh, yeah. for the Observatory. at one point she goes i only wanted to invite people i really like and you know some people i haven't <laughs> really met but some of my close friends and they cut to and it's like literally melissa mccarthy sat next to lizzo fucking aaron paul is there rocking back and forth doing his thing fucking aaron drake paul showed up invited? at the end drake was there bowen i'm not even kidding aaron you. paul being there is what kind of it freaks was me. a motley oh crew. never mind I'm, I'm i'm getting aaron paul confused with someone else anyway sorry aaron paul jesse from breaking bad yes who yes, looks yes, the yes, same yes. he walked right. right out of the pages of breaking bad and onto the griffith observatory to watch adele sing hello I miss that one. I miss him. I miss that one too. But you it. know, he's, you know, you can, if you want to watch the third season of Westworld, he was the lead. Um, oh. Yes. People don't know that. People don't know that. People don't people talk about don't Westworld anymore, but it's, you know, doing insane work being what it is. I, I want to say I, I'm laughing out loud because Jared just sent me a YouTube video of Candace on the Kelly Clarkson show. 
have you seen it? And are you laughing just because you are laughing at the idea of Candace on the no, Kelly no, Clarkson no. show? I never laugh say, at that. I, Cause I, no, you know, I think laugh. drive back is a bop and a half. Well, did you see that she posted like an Instagram story of like some party, some like mini concert she did at some club, some in some city where she like had like, just was doing her Beyonce like fantasy. I don't know why mm-hmm. I said it like that. Like you just doing the bit of having faggotry. two back pages, but she was Candace faggotry. was doing her Beyonce faggotry. Her Beyonce faggotry. That's what you wanted to say. Well, she had two backup dancers. No, as I, I was going to say her, her Beyonce facsimile, but that's not necessarily right. But she was doing her Beyonce faggotry with two backup dancers behind her to drive back, fucking l- going off during the bridge with the choreo. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. We love Candace. Okay, Candace is performing drive back on, <gasps> she says, Kelly Clarkson show. Oh my God, Bowen. Different key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm obsessed. Okay, wait. Oh my god! Play girl, it. she's serving. Conversation. Conversation. Wow. Me, that's not what you want. I don't do back and forth. I don't do forth. back and forth. And there's a flag on the play. Oh, there is choreo happening, bitch. The song is so good. It. We need to get her on. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing I know, you're grabbing on my dairy. Oh my yeah. god! I it, for New York Comedy Festival, I came out to this song. And then the song ended and I was like, who knows that song? And the crowd roared. And I was like, I knew I had my closest friends here tonight. I knew my girls came out to Brooklyn. Come on. Oh, this song is so good. Oh, I'm right back. I'm back. Make it not complain. Come back. Come back. Oh my God. Wait. I just want to hear the end of the chorus. Yeah. Even when I catch Even when I catch Okay, I'm not gonna make everyone listen to the whole thing, but I'm just saying, Candace fucking bodied the Kelly Clarkson show. Okay, you you and this word bodied today. I love bodied it. Bodied it. Um, Andy Cohen was at the show. Yes, and I was I was like I love that he I was at SNL. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Was he standing just, just Taylor? Was he there to stand Taylor? Or was he just he like was, rolling through? I think he. I think he was just there to roll through. But I'm sure he stands Taylor. Although maybe like he's never had Taylor on. Well, you know, he's close with John Mayer. Oh, very, okay. very close well, with JM. So who knows? And I said, you know what's going to happen on, when she does really speak now? Which, by the way, I want speak now bad because now that I've heard what she did with Red, I really want speak now because that's another one that doesn't get the shine. Not that Red doesn't Sparks get the shine, is, but... Ooh, Sparks baby. is in her top. I said, you know we're getting a 45-minute Dear John with a feature film attached. And I'm ready for a, it. A, a three-hour-long feature film for a 45-minute song. Taylor said, Scorsese vibes. Taylor said, this is my good fellas. It's going to be three blonde women in ball gowns running around New Jersey, New York City, fucking killing men, shooting Girl. people... And her and their trunks and her trunk. Dear Oof. John, I can't wait for that shit. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know what's I'm, I'm realizing now? Oh, she really dated these older guys. Like she I must mean, feel a certain way about this. Looking back, being their age now, she's like, geez. I'm sure she feels some level of like, what the fuck? But like, we've I, I've been there. I mean, I, you know, I made a whole habit of dating guys with. 
not even just older, specifically with power over me. And now I look back and I'm like, I want to, I want to tell myself at that age, like, you got to not do. I, I, uh, not yeah. is this therapy? I think it gave me a complex. Anyway, etc. But oh. I've just been really. I, I get it. I get her. I get you, Taylor. Isn't it nice to date? I just highly recommend if people haven't tried dating people like on their level that it's mm. great. I not that that's what I'm doing right now, but I. I at least I'm dating someone like my own age, which doesn't always happen. Like I relate you know, to Taylor yeah. in that way. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I've gone for like older guys sometimes and it's great. It's fine. There's nothing that inherently wrong with it. I'm just like, but what does it say about the dynamic? I don't know. Like the stages you are. You know, here's like, what I'd say. I'm I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing when there's an age difference. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. let's not pretend there's not. Like stop this thing of our age difference is not something we think about. Our age difference, we're actually in the same sort of place in our lives. Like, we don't acknowledge the age difference. You should be. Like, you're at a different Mm -hmm. place in your life. It's weird when people say things like, the age difference is not something we think about or something that affects us. Like, what? I I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Just speaking Mm -hmm, from experience mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. But um, what's important is we talk about the Housewives of Potomac reunion and Salt Lake. Thoughts on their, on this part of the reunion? I don't know if it's just me. I was obsessed with it top to bottom. Me too. I thought it was a great reunion. Great reunion where, I mean, you got a hug from Karen, between Karen and Giselle that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, Ashley had a moment mm-hmm. a little bit. You and Joel are a little bit anti-Wendy. Is that fair to say? No, let me tell you something right now. I got in Wendy Osefo's DMs today to invite her onto the show. Okay? Oh I am, my I am God. Team Zen Wen. I have if you look around me, I have every candle lit. I have I have Wendy Osefo I have my own, my own I'm looking at my own my own knee right now. I'm the, looking at the my own homosexuals. The way I laughed at the Oni Home Essentials will have a five and seven win candle. Unprecedented. And then you know you know what Matt Rogers did that second went to You bought I bought two. One for me, one for Sudi. Okay. A seven wick? Five wick. Ninety-nine dollars. I think that is the funniest thing. The most funny, like uncomplicated. Like it's it's not funny because someone's suffering. It's funny because it's just funny that she just decided to go for a five and a seven Yeah, well, the, Wicks, the Wick War is truly is hilarious. so funny. And you know what's so pathetic is Mia came out with a nine Wick candle and it's like $1,000. And I'm like, girl, no one is going to buy a Mia candle. They cut to the Mia candle on the show. Like, it looks fucking ugly no i'm thanks. sorry i'm very i'm very anti mia thornton i'm well, like let's let's talk about it because you know okay. that she said well don't worry because i'm not going to be giving girl these girls any of my time no bitch you're fired okay you're fired because you're you a liar she's done? you act crazy you don't have any genuine friends here i think it's unfortunate because i think she could have figured out being on this show i really do but yeah. she just acted insane like there was there was never she never found her bearing or like really committed to anything and then honestly i think she made the wrong fucking enemy because candace is the star of the show candace is and i actually i would be curious to think what you thought when they all were turning to candace and telling her that she needed to adjust her behavior and reel it in what were your um thoughts on all of this and i would be very curious to hear what you thought about when the issue of colorism was raised because i have feelings about it well, you've put it very eloquently 
in the past that what's so incredible about The Real Housewives is that each city and each franchise is about a particular important subject Mm -hmm. with um, New York, it's alcoholism with Beverly Hills. It's, like wealth and status, which is like you it's know about maybe the cracks in the China, I think, and how people cracks in this, in in this yeah, town yeah, yeah. in particular, are, uh, it's about appearances and it's been yes. interesting. And with Salt Lake, it's about religion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch Dallas. So I don't know what Dallas is about. Status, but with status, with Potomac, it's about colorism. I, I think so. And Ashley Darby is a fucking dumbass for what she said last night. Uh, we're recording this on Monday for what she said this week, where she was like, where Wendy asked the, a perfect question to be like, mm-hmm. do you think colorism exists in society or something to that effect? And Ashley was like, yes, I do. And then Wendy said, do you think colorism exists within this group? And she said, no, I don't. And then Wendy's like, how can you say that? How can you say that colorism exists in society, but not, but that it, for some reason we are Im- inoculate immune to it. Like that makes no sense. And the answer is because she does not want to cop to her participation in the way that it plays out on this show. I mean, she doesn't want to take accountability for the fact that like, you know, and this is what I'll say. Is Candace more excitable? Is she more uh, active? Is she more animated? Yes. Do I think that she sometimes pushes buttons that make me start biting my nails? Yes. Do I find her to be as dangerous, as aggressive, no. as unruly as they would make it seem? No. And I also think that Wendy often f- feels things from the other women that they don't lobby at the light-skinned women. That's why Wendy and Candace are like this. Like, you could really tell, like, especially when they cut to them, like, during the lunch break or whatever. Yeah. Like, check in with each other. It's like, oh, this is, like, a really deep connection that they share over this fucked-up thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I... I think I came away from this episode siding with Candace. Even I, I mean, I always go back and forth with her, um, but this I don't time go around, back I mean, like, and forth, forth. Really, just like enjoyed what she had. To say. I mean, the, I mean, part one was pretty iconic with because what you were was ungrateful. Because you were, ungrateful. What you, say? you were ungrateful. Yeah. I mean, it, we, and we said to each other, "That is the new." She was trespassing. Yeah, from the yeah. season four reunion. Um, Candace just has so many great moments at these reunions that I just appreciate that. Like not for being messy or for being like, I mean, yeah, it's messy, but I just think she, um, she's just a very dynamic chaos agent on the show in a way that feels more exciting to me than Giselle and Karen. I mean, I am sick of that stuff too. With Candace, it's like, like her going to the kitchen, chasing down Ashley Darby in the kitchen in the Williamsburg house being like, why the fuck did you do that? Mm -hmm. I love that shit. I love when someone just like, runs after someone and, and, and just goes, what was the point of that? Yeah. Because I want to do that all the time. And I aspire to a Candace Dillard Bassett level of just like, hey, what the fuck? I think that Candace and Wendy are by far the most dynamic characters on the show. Yes. And I yes. think that, look, I love Andy Cohen. And like, I think he does great for the world. I think he was getting annoyed with her in a way that, he, he should understand. I hope he gets that what he has with her because she mm-hmm. is truly with important Candace? on this show. Yes. Because Candace, you can tell like, like almost like, like they get under each other's skin. And I think Andy likes it. 
but I mm-hmm. but I question it because it seems like he does get his feathers ruffled a little bit. Like with her. With her. And I think that he, he reacts to her a lot. He does. And I think that what he needs to understand is that's good. Like, and I I don't think her, her place is in jeopardy. But when Karen was like, you better change the way you behave or people are just going to tune you out. I was like, is that some sort of threat? Do you think that you, I love Karen Huger, but do you think that you're like at the level on this show that like anything you say is going to make the fans feel a different way about Candace? I get that Candace is divisive, but Candace's fans ride hard. And yes. I know them. I'm one of them. And I'm just saying, like, let's not gaslight this person into trying to think that the things she's experiencing are not real. Because when he said to her, you were almost attacked last year, I was like, almost attacked? Without, a, yeah. And then without missing a beat, she goes, and that's my fault that I was attacked. And then she kind of, like, changed the framing of that, the phrasing, just being like, I was and almost it, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fu- fully like one of the more violent. One of maybe the most violent altercation in Housewives history. Absolutely. One one of the blood was drawn. Like, yeah. Look, if Candace anyway. has if Candace has issues with quote unquote anger management. She should and will deal with it, but let's not pretend like anything she's doing is warranting any of the physical altercations that have been levied against her. And for Giselle to say, like, had had Mia popped you, I would have been like shoulder shrug when last year she was like bringing security to fucking coffee events that Monique was at. Bryant. I I don't know. And then, and then I I was happy to see some progression with her, like in her narrative, but we see through it with her. We see through it. And also for her to sit there and say that I was like, wow, the gaslighting that Candace experiences on this franchise is not acceptable. And if she chooses to leave the show, everyone on it will have fucked up. That's what I'll say. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Um, Giselle, I don't, was is there growth? Because I feel like we're just kind of she's been spinning her wheels on the show. It's always about Jamal in some way. It's it's just it's never there's no progression. It's always about like her being like fully lonely with her daughters. I don't know. It's it's sad to me. Um and I just it's it's so deeply irritating to me that she can't take it. She can always she can always dish it never never like refuses to talk about this guy she was dating who then she ended up breaking up with like even though she pries into everyone else's shit the way that she defended uh her bringing up the eddie rumors was that was so fucking brainless to me and wendy being like wendy breaking it down perfectly being like that blog is maybe read by hundreds of people you brought it onto this platform that is botched by millions how do you think that makes me feel that was just fucking like short circuit so messy Giselle, yeah. like, that's like she knows she's been on the show long enough to know that like that like has like impact and impl- like like that like can ruin a marriage. So fucked up. Oh, f- I I will publicly say that I Bo and Yang hate Giselle Bryant. <laughs> Not since Ramona Singer have I like deeply disdained like have 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 had deep disdain for a housewife. This is how I think we get to the bottom of the Giselle situation because she's not going anywhere. She, her, her, and Karen like that is the central. That is like a central plotline of the show. Robin's got to go because yeah. we, you need to cut Giselle's lackey off. And the Robin yeah. storyline, if it's it not done, it's too sad to watch. She yeah. needs either a break 
or she needs to be let go and we get some new people in here. I don't think that will happen, but I do think that that's a way we can get to the core of Giselle a little more because in the character study of Giselle Bryant, I do think there was some movement forward because we got her to admit that she's got a lot of guards up as a defense mechanism because she's been very, very hurt and she refuses to get emotional because she has to be strong. And I do and understand she sees her, she sees that. that therapist man like once every two years. It's right. so weird. To right, me. right. And the thing is like when, to see her get emotional about Karen, I was like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just need to isolate this a little bit more to Karen and Giselle yeah. and sort of figure out what, the, what, what it is there. Because the fact is this, Giselle does not see Robin as an equal. No. And that is allowing her to always have excuses and always have justifications because Robin is never going to not give her that. And to form theories out of nothing that just distract from her own pain. That's the, that's the whole Wendy thing. Like she like basically like was bored twiddling her thumbs at home, not being able to teach her kids how to drive and then going, let me just like actually propagate this horrible rumor about Wendy that has no basis. In fact, it's from an, a reputably uncredible blog. Yeah. And also when oh, Wendy was I like, when the time comes, make sure you apologize to my children. And Giselle was like, why would I have to apologize to them? And that in and of itself says it all. She can't understand that what she's done is one day Wendy's kids, when they stumble upon narratives in this show, are going to have to see that there were rumors that their father was unfaithful yeah. to their mother. Yeah. So don't, don't, so don't come around here being like, my children, my children, my children, with such blatant disregard for the feelings and uh, well-being of one of your castmates' children. And that's yeah, flat yeah. out. So I thought Wendy was so on point this whole time. She's been great. And by the way, Wendy Osefo has just liked my comment. Oh my God. Is she typing? Yes, would love to join you in Bowen. If your producer can send an email over my... <sighs> She says, hi, Matt. Hope oh you're my well. God. First, thank you so much for purchasing the candles. I'm so grateful for your support. As for the podcast, how awesome is that? Yes, would love to join you in Bowen. If your producer can send an email over to my team, they can assist with scheduling and logistics. Super excited. Looking forward to it. This is happening in real time. I'm saying, can't tell you how thrilled we are. Email is incoming. Oh, my God. Tell her as a child of immigrants, of insane immigrant parents. <laughs> That she is my favorite housewife ever. Please. Um, well, you're going to get to tell her, babe, because she's going to come on next week or the week after. And how oh about God. them apples? Wow. Unbelievable. How awesome is that? Ask for the podcast. How awesome, how is, awesome that? is that? <laughs> Literally. Well, hello. Well, hello. Zen Wen is coming. Let's celebrate that. No. And then. I'm so excited what about what she's Our first housewife. Say, our first housewife. Oh, and I. And, and, not a better person, but um, fucking how did she, she, she put the Wendy Osefo inflection on? She said, but baby, baby, no conversation needed or, or, or whatever it was. She said, she said no editing needed or whatever, or, or no, yeah, no yeah, reciting yeah. needed. Cause the question was, do you rehearse your reads? Oh, no, no rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. No rehearsal needed. Some people have it. And Wendy has it, and you're going to see that she's got it when she comes on podcast Lost Culturistas. Wow. I cannot wait. Wow. Oh, my God. You know, Matt and I 
Stand. brought our own individual Oni candles to Ohio. Two the way ago. we brought Three it to Ohio, ago. we lit them in Ohio. The way my entire place smells like Oni Home Essentials, and I told you about the luxury fragrance spray. The luxury fragrance spray is where it's at. She gave you. She wrote you a handwritten note. She did not she write did. me one. No, she didn't. But that's. I think that she only wrote writes it for the people who, notes. who bought the full line i well, get I bought it no, over it's, I'm, I'm not jealous I've, I've now spent almost 500 dollars at the wendy osefo on your home essential store so i do believe i deserve the handwritten note you absolutely do and i'm just i'm, I'm not saying that i do too i'm just saying that i'm a little disappointed that i did not go all in oh my god Bowen, and get the handwritten wendy note. she's gonna come on and she's gonna talk to us about what it was like with Nicki minaj oh my god this is too good Anyway, this is absolutely the apex of the Potomac conversation. So, oh my god, to be continued, well, let's, and let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the Salt Lake City Housewives episode that I believe is one of the best Housewives episodes of all time. Andy Cohen promised us one of the best, one of the top five. I think he said Housewives no episodes lies. of all time. No lies, no fucking lies. I mean, the whole thing was edited like it was true a crime. Fucking like true crime like the glitchy title cards and shit like i was screaming (laughs) but the time the timestamps were so important this was the episode where jen shaw gets arrested for wire fraud um and i think among other things but when they were breaking let's just say this when they were when heather gay was breaking down in the car as whitney is rubbing her back saying fraud it's fraud. 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 <laughs> Whitney. Whitney was cemented I mean, herself. Whitney has cemented herself as one of the all time greats. Yeah. Talk about someone. I don't think it's suspicious at all that she knows. I think she's just no, like, she's, she's probably, smart. She just like, she's smart. She knows about how the world works. Like, don't say that it's suspicious. Like if Jenny fucking doesn't know how anything. Well, like which way is up. Lisa's no. a dumbass. I'm sorry. I'll say it. Like, no, those Lisa are both, Barlow those are, is cat. Lisa Barlow also was iconic to me. No, I was actually very, I, my whole opinion on <laughs> no, Lisa soured as, as soon as she starts <laughs> sobbing for Stu, I'm like, don't feel bad for Stu after you just found out that they've been fraud, like wire frauding so many elderly people. They feel bad for their families. But I look, I, here's what I'm saying when I think Lisa <laughs> Barlow is iconic. I don't think she's morally standing upright, but was no, it iconic when she when they cut to all six of her phone calls with her lawyers and every, ver- every version of it was her saying, I'm literally shaking or literally shook? <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I mean, that was funny. Her insane that was amazing. Coat, I mean, literally talk about a meme. Like, like she was giving you everything you needed she was she was entertaining i just think like i don't really like you as a person anymore even though you were fun fine i will say that the winner of the episode it's a tie between whitney and meredith who facetimes them learns about learns about all this and her first her knee-jerk response is i'm not surprised anyway can't wait to see you girls bye give her the middle snowflake at this time yeah, the girls are all Post-taste. really competing for the middle snowflake <laughs> because they're all sort of tearing each other apart to get it. This, I will say, the the Mary arriving and finding Meredith in the bathtub with a glass of champagne, <laughs> I was like, see, this is how you do staged housewives bullshit that feels yes. exactly right. I was like, yes. I think, I think, because I do think in watching it, I think Meredith stages quite a bit, but it feels iconic. Yes. And mm-hmm. she's rarely in. She's rarely dressed, not iconically. Her in that little pink dress right. when she got it. Wow, she says after she turns up the phone. She's not wow. surprised about the whole thing. She then her revealing 
on camera that Jen, one of Jen's people stole from her store six months prior. She Ugh. can't stand Jen, hates Jen, never wanted to reconcile with Jen, wouldn't have done it had they not been on a show. And now that she has an excuse, she says, I'm vindicated. Everyone sit the fuck down. I've been saying this person is a iconic evil mess. Crook. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Jen's like, isn't it so chilling to watch back? I'm so glad they played it again. I guess in the previously um, package, but like the way she's like, hey, it gave me I'm chills Sharif, just now to just, think about. Sharif has internal bleeding, and uh, I'm like, you're lying. You're lying. She was lying, and you know what? On Watch What Happens Live, this is Heather Gay. Like, she's a ride or die friend for better or worse because Andy Cohen. Worse. Andy Cohen was like, how can you defend her doing that? And she goes, I don't think anyone knows what we were doing in that situation. So yeah, I can defend it. I was like, girl. What? There are real victims here. And she lied to your face, which shows you that she would have done the same thing to you. Absolutely. And it's not an Erica comparison because it's like, no, there's a, there's, there's evidence. There was an investigation. It's like, it's there. She was put in handcuffs. She went to a fucking detention. She was in custody. Yeah. Erica was not charged with a crime. Exactly. This is completely in a different league. Like, She's a fucking criminal. And a harmful, vicious one at that. And this is what I said. Preying on vulnerable people. Yes. So so when they showed, when Meredith was like, it didn't bother me that the bag got stolen. It bothered me that she kept someone who stole from my store on her staff. Because yeah. Jen Shaw doesn't care about moral character. She cares about loyalty. When you are loyal to someone who has no moral character, like there's no question. Her and her entire group are criminals. They're dangerous. These women need to separate themselves from her immediately. It's not like Erica where it's like, you know, no. there's some question about whether or not the women should have on Beverly Hills should have been worried. It's like, no, this is really fucked up. And a lot of these women do business with each other. Yeah, I I kind of you're saying Heather is a ride or die friend for better or for worse. It's only for worse for me where it's like I think you're really But I would do it for you. I would I would I, I would do it for you. I really would. And you're a very bad criminal. But I would do it for you too. But I was going to say that neither of us would do this. <laughs> but if it we came would, out- I would not come to this because we, we we would not do this. Because you and I I know I know that you have morals, bitch. Yeah. You are you are actually a moral icon, morality so, queen. So true, so true. Uh, and likewise, thank you. We're both we're both winking. We're both winking at each other so much. Our eyes are gonna fall. I think out. we're I think we're no, both we morally. Are. Decent. We're both morally. We are not the morally corrupt Fay Resnick. We are morally sound. Bone Yang and Matt Rogers. <laughs> but uh, on the on the Watch What Happens Live episode. Andy was like, wow, like you're really like going hard for her. And and Heather Heather goes, you know what? This is how I want to show up in the world as a good friend. And I was like, all right. Poof. No, no, she's done. I mean, like, all right. Congratulations to Heather. She got the Rihanna follow in her first season, but now it's all downhill. I'm so over that as a thing. Whenever they're like, your life's amazing, Rihanna DM'd you. I'm like, girl, that means nothing. It means nothing. I mean, she got stoned one night and was like, let me DM this fucking girl. She's like, I'm famous enough to DM any woman I see on TV and have them like freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like that's just, that's, that's more of a Rihanna thing than it is a you thing, you know? Yeah. So for Heather, I'm just like, Ooh, you are really not doing this well. You don't understand, unfortunately, to, to use this phrase, the assignment. No. And Whitney is really 
I fucking love that. I have the fucking chills. (laughs) I have the fucking chills. I'm numb. I'm numb. I'm numb. I mean, when she goes, I mean, I had a sugar daddy. (laughs) She, her timing and just everything she's done in confessionals from the looks to like the act outs to the jokes. Yeah. Like she's, I don't think, I don't even think like anyone's like writing this shit for her. I think she's just like a funny, smart, quick person. Clearly, like on the bus, she was just kind of like schooling all these fucking women. Yep. And she's got everyone pressed because she's in conflicts with Mary and Lisa and has been Mm -hmm. in it with Jen and is close with Heather. She's actually right at the center. She's right at the center, and it's 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 queen behavior. It's queendom. It's be- it's queendom. It's between between her and Meredith, they are nom- They are contenders for next year's queendom award. They're actually the, when Whitney comes on the pod, which will happen. She will she'll receive the queendom award. The queendom and if that's, award. If that's like if if that like is like a bait that I can throw out there. Whitney, if you come on the show, you'll win the Queendom Award. You will win the Queendom Award. Or Meredith. Meredith Meredith Marks will also win the Queendom Award. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's honorary Queendom. By the way, when are we doing the award? (laughs) Well, that's sort of like a... That's sort of um, a really good question. And I think later. Maybe it's in... Maybe it's... I think later. I, I... I know you're saying later in a way that is a fun, you know, tease for the readers, but I feel like it might be a year end thing, possibly. I think so. I think who can say, you know what I mean? We certainly can't say. We can't say. And yet we're the only ones who can say. And so that's sort of where we're at. What I will say is that Mm. I have not read the nominees in a while and I'm worried and I'm stressed that I will read these again and be like, well, none of this it's relevant uh, here's what I here's what I would say about the list of nominees it already doesn't hold up in an iconic way and um why it's not- why wait what are you talking about specifically <laughs> I think that our nominations leader is in actually a lot of real trouble and uh oh we God. send a lot of well wishes her way and hopefully she returns to public life soon but I don't think it would be in good taste to do the Las Culturistas Culture Awards <laughs> while our nominations leader seems to be in flux in her personal life in such a fashion are we saying and yes I echo our the, the well wishes you've just put out there absolutely but are we saying that we cancel <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Saying, I'm canceled? saying. I'm saying we haven't made that decision yet. But uh, if we're waiting on our nominations, lead, our, our nominations leader to get better, I don't know that we can expect that in the short I term. I think. I think that we will have an off-camera discussion, off-reader mic discussion about this because uh-huh. I think. That, I think there's a way we can salvage it, and it's iconic. Okay. And it's actually, I, I think, what we needed you. to do all the time. But but moving on, let's I just say, you. in terms in terms of people that, in, if we're talking culture, before we get to I don't think so, honey, and sort of uh-huh. do that, if we're talking culture and people that we wished well and that we were concerned for, let's just say the conservatorship is over. Britney Spears is free. And I think as a public... That mm. we can just, and I think everyone is thinking this. Mm. We just cannot repeat old mistakes. Right. I think we just leave this woman alone. Leave her alone. Literally. She never wants to perform again. That's her prerogative. Okay. Come on. I think there is something to maybe investigate with the current boyfriend. You think? Potentially. 
Hmm. I mean, maybe like I just let's just like I don't know. But if she seems happy, I think what I want now is to just give her her full autonomy, do whatever the hell it is. And by the way, it's fiance. And we will see where the where the chips fall. But for right now, I'm like, it's important that we at least give her a fucking chance. So we're giving her the chance. And it's not even it's not even up to any of us to be like she deserves a chance. No, that's what this whole thing was about. Like, let's take our fucking opinions out of it. Let's take our judgment and voyeurism out of it. She's a human being who deserves to do whatever the hell she wants. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, we will all see what happens. But fortunately, she's given that opportunity. And that's how I feel about it at this time. Do you want a morning show plot update? Yes, I always do. What are the third graders writing this time? The third graders are yet again on one. So if you last heard... Is the teacher... Are they are they still even at school? Are they meeting on... I feel like this is... What you're about to tell me is going to be so crazy that I'm like, well, they must be yeah, meeting up at like, you know, fucking Tanner's house or something, eating pizza, mm-hmm. just like just really going crazy. The teacher's not in the room. Like last time you gave me the update, I was like, the teacher left. I think the teacher left and I think comes back to the classroom drunk. I think the teacher leaves. <laughs> I think the teacher leaves during the day, gets oh drunk God. at Applebee's at the bar yeah. during the day. It comes at the honestly- end of the comes at the end of the day and reads what they've written and is like, This is great, guys. You can't I love you guys. You great writers. And I think that that is the only explanation for what has gone down on the show. But the kids aren't even at the school anymore is what I'm saying. There's no, there's the, the rules are the yeah. rule. The rules keep falling away. Okay. So tell me, it's like when you get excited about a project at school and you actually are excited enough to take it home and work on it. I think what you're, I think what you're saying is that true. Never happened Their me, drunk but. teacher is giving them affirmations and they're really excited and they've worked themselves up into a frenzy to the point where they can write two weeks ago that Steve Carell, Drives off a cliff. Steve Carell's dead. So they actually, there was a great episode last week, which is them all reeling from the news that Steve Carell is dead. <laughs> and I actually left last week thinking, okay, this actually is a good episode. I'm, I'm with it. Jennifer Aniston continues to do great work. Here's the thing. No one's doing bad work on the cast. Everyone's doing great work. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the writing that's a zoo. In the best way. I mean, this is my favorite show. I literally, I look forward to it every week. That's amazing. So, a lot happens on this last episode. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston basically gets canceled because it comes out that she fucked Steve Carell a couple times and then went to Italy to go see him. And write out COVID. So no no no. So they don't so again, this is a world where Jennifer Aniston, knowing that Italy is a hot spot, flies to Italy, goes to <laughs> Steve Carell, asks him to debunk a rumor that they had sex. He's like, So you want me to lie? She's like, Yeah, I want you to fucking lie. Then they have like a whole night together. They don't sleep together, but it's very clear that they are in love and made for each other. Mm. She ends up leaving, falling asleep at the wheel, needing to pull over. You think maybe she's going to get into a car accident. No, it's Steve Carell who drives off a cliff and dies. She flies to America, gets off the plane, and is told immediately upon landing that he's dead. So she has a breakdown, (laughs) goes to his wife's house, apologizes. On the way there, has a huge fight with... Um, Duplass that was iconic. They're just screaming at each other in the car and then the the sound cuts out so we're just watching them have meltdowns. Iconic. I love, so then she, I love when they do that. Oh, they do that. 
when films and TV do that. Yeah. So Jennifer Aniston gets to Steve Carell's wife, who's M. Beth Davids, and tells her, I wanted to tell you this is about to come out in the book. And also, by the way, he's dead. She's like, okay, uh, thanks for telling me. And then she's like, I want to apologize. And she's like, you knew me. You didn't have to fuck him. And she's like, it only happened twice. And she goes, oh, only twice? And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Jennifer Aniston's back is hurting. She, she, You can tell she has so much stress that it's carrying up in her back. She can't believe her life. So she comes back from Italy and is fully working in the morning show studio. Okay. So <laughs> meanwhile, everyone's there. Juliana Margulies is in the throes of a lesbian love affair with, with Reese with Witherspoon, Reese. AKA Bradley Jackson, who used to be Bradley, Bradley Jackson, Jackson, but now is fully just Reese. Blonde hair, Reese Witherspoon accent. Bradley Jackson's like kind of gone, but we still stand and we still love it. Her and Juliana Margulies have about 6% chemistry, but we are buying them as lesbian lovers because we have to. We have to. And we do. Uh, so Reese's alcoholic brother, played by, yes, Sarah Bareilles' husband, the guy from Mayor of Easttown. Oh, he's so good. Joe Tippett. Great, great Joe actor. Tippett. He drunkenly shows up. He's relapsed. He embarrasses her at work. And she puts him in a rehab and has to walk away. And that's actually affecting stuff. Okay? So, okay. Jennifer Aniston, in a book published by Marsha Gay Harden, it's, it's come to light that she fucked Steve Carell. So... It looks like she's not going to be canceled, but then footage of her admitting that she went to Italy to go see him leaks because she sa- she announces this at Steve Carell's memorial. And of course, someone was filming it at this small memorial. It leaks online. How could she not know that? Whatever. All right. Okay. So okay. she didn't know. The, 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 the third graders. There's a lot, the third this. graders are on one. There's a lot of bait and switch in like the last 10 minutes of the episode. So she wakes up in a cold sweat one night and she looks at Twitter and she's being canceled on Twitter. Furious. Oh, no. She goes to run over to get her phone or something. Trips on a shoe. Hits her head on the desk. Wakes up in a hospital. They say, surprise. We tested you. You have COVID. <laughs> And she goes, ah, and clutches her head. And then it cuts to the rest of the hospital, which is like obviously going crazy with COVID. And you basically leave the episode oh, knowing no. that she's exposed her entire her entire workplace and all the cast that we know and love to COVID. They all definitely have COVID. That's how we, we are going into the 10th and final episode of season two of The Morning Show. Jennifer Aniston has brought... Jennifer Aniston is a super spreader who brought COVID <laughs> back from Italy after Steve Pearl drove off a cliff and she trips over her fucking Louboutin, hits her head on a desk, wakes up with COVID in the hospital. And now, mama, it's March 13th, 2020. And the worst part is she's canceled. She's canceled. Oh, canceled. Oh, canceled. Can you do your impression of her finding out that she has COVID again? She goes, not just so she wakes up in the hospital and she, right. she's like oh oh because her head hurts and she goes oh <laughs> and her phone's ringing and she goes hello and they go oh, hey sorry about what happened she goes oh what happened they go you hit your head we know uh, you, your assistant's not there because she can't be there because you're not allowed in the hospital oh what am I canceled and they go uh yeah sorry about that too but it's really sorry about the other thing she goes what what else and they go they did a test you're positive for COVID-19. And she goes, ah! and she like burrows into her pillow. And like, I think covers her head with the pillow and the camera pans over to the rest of the hospital, like in a frenzy, the third graders are giving everything they could give. The, the, it's, it is my favorite show. 
I have to really commend the third graders for the bait and switch of you think it's Jen who's going to drive off or is going to have an accident, but classic, classic. I think I think I think they, I think the third graders just watched the season six finale of Grey's Anatomy when you think uh, it's Izzy's to about to die, mm-hmm. but then you find out it's George instead. I think it's yeah. very that. I think I think the, I think the teacher who was drunk showed everybody that episode. Yeah, and, th- and thought, see, sometimes you can have one character that you make people think is going to die, but really it's this other character yeah. who out of yeah. nowhere dies. I think that's the class. You know what's happening? The third graders are using their imaginations. And I think it's a testament to imagination. The morning show is a testament to imagination. It's actually roller culture number 71. The morning show is a testament testament to the imagination. imagination. Absolutely, King. That is what's happening on the morning show. Um, I am absolutely devastated that next week is the final episode it is my favorite show on television yeah. and i will be devastated when it's over but the good news is i can watch it again and again and i will you can watch it again and again and there will be other shows that you will love i, I promise you this a lot of great shows coming out lots of huh? good stuff coming out and films i heard being the ricardo is actually good okay great i can't wait to see it i can't wait is it time unless there's nothing else i think that it might be time for i don't think so honey There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said... Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it might be time for out of things, though, honey. So I don't think so, honey, is that one minute segment that we do where we rant to get something in culture for 60 seconds. And I have something. I am so excited. Yeah. You have something. Let me pull up the clock. This is Matt Rogers's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. Sorry. I don't think so, honey. Karaoke. So mm, Sudi Green had a really? iconic birthday party the other night where we did karaoke. And unfortunately, as you can hear in my voice, it is completely gone. I don't think so, honey, karaoke. There is not a healthy way to do it. There is not mm-hmm. a circumstance where you can leave feeling good physically about the way your throat feels. So another uh-huh. thing is emotionally, it's always a question mark because karaoke, you can't really hear yourself. So you don't know if the vocals seconds. are good. I don't think so, honey, karaoke. There's always that one song you want to do that's not on the list. I don't think so, honey, karaoke, because sometimes the books are so big and you're flipping through them and you just simply can't mm. find. I can never decide what I'm going to do. I don't think so, honey, seconds. karaoke, because a lot of these karaoke places don't have their own alcohol. You have to BYOB. So I don't think so, honey, that. <sighs> I don't think so, honey, BYOB culture have things. I don't think so, honey, karaoke, really mainly because it has taken my voice and I want it back so that I can sing again. I don't think so, honey. That's one minute. I'm so sorry, Queen, that it took something you love to do away from you. It is in theory fun, but really karaoke culture is shouting culture and that is harmful culture. It's self-harm. Karaoke is self-harm. That's rule of culture number nine. Karaoke is is self-harm. And look, I I have a lot of respect for what I would what I would term karaoke people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. um, I'm also very scared of them. Yeah, because how you could put yourself in a state of abuse again and again and again is shocking. I will say that I did see some stars at karaoke. Sudi Green and Amanda Schechtman sang Tell Him by Celine Dion and Barbara Streisand. Oh. I've never seen anything like it. It was amazing. They're the Celine and Barbara of our generation. Yes. Those two. Yes. Amanda Schechtman is our Celine. Sudi is our Barbara. I mean, it That's was so wonderful to see it so well matched. And I did have so much fun. And also, I would say out loud, Sudi, I had so much fun at your birthday. It was just the physical oh. effects I felt afterwards that have me saying, mm-hmm. I don't think so, honey, karaoke. And any of my best friends, they could say, my birthday is at, uh, put this thing in here that you don't like doing. And I would be there, honey, to the bitter end. And I was there until 1 a.m. singing La La by Ashley Simpson, a song that no one can sing without getting hurt. And I'm doing it. You sang the most dangerous song in the world. Seven Rings. Seven Rings? No, I was saying Lala by Ashley Simpson is literally screaming. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I, I can't even try to do it right now because it's crazy. I also did Careless Whisper. I did- Wow. Um, oh, we, we did Wildest Dreams, simply not wow. in my key. And that, see, that's another thing is it's hard to find a song in your key and the fun songs you want to do as a gay man are women's songs. And so you have to scream them and then you're hurting. I mean- 
I still can't get over you doing Lala because it feels like that Blades of Glory thing where it's like, it's that trick that nobody's been able to do without killing the other person. You know, like no one's been exactly. able to do it a lot. Like you are, it's playing Alphabet as War. It's that same sort of high risk situation. Yeah. And um, I, I yeah. commend you. I'm glad you're okay. We kind of sang Lala as a group, which I think hurt everyone. You know, I actually, <laughs> I sang it and I could see everyone afterwards, like everyone had been at war. They were all like rubbing their uh-huh. throats, like sort of like <clears throat> doing like, like uh-huh. sort of, uh-huh. but you know, with karaoke, there's, there's always another song on the docket and you got to yeah. just pick it up and keep moving. But it's tough and it hurts. And sometimes birthday parties hurt and I would do it for my sisters. I w- and I would do it every time for my sisters. That's, you are a stew level loyal i'm stu- i'm heather gay i'm out here being like you're heather if andy asked can you defend that studio had a karaoke birthday i said yeah i mean she wants to do karaoke she enjoys karaoke and i would i would shout my way through any song and uh, mm. pay for it for two days um every time every time who do you identify with the most now b- between salt lake city housewives lisa i don't think you're a heather yeah you're lisa lisa I'm Lisa, and I, Lisa. I wear it as a badge of honor. I think I might be Meredith. You are. Hmm. We are Lisa I'm and Meredith. I'm honored. You are. Huh? We are Lisa and Meredith. Ten-year oh, friendship. Sweet. Uh-huh. One is, like, cool. One is doing a little bit too much. No. Ultimately, if there's ever a conflict, it's, they're going to get through it. You are a fashion icon. I do. One has gorgeous, huge, huge tits. One has gorgeous, humongous tits. You have that low. You have that that low voice. The the language, yeah, vocal sort of quality, yeah. Um, And my kids, one day, if I have them, are going to exist on a combination of McDonald's, Del Taco, and Arby's. And they're going to start a business about wolves. I don't. I still don't know what that business is. Fresh it's like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a Body hair product. Wash? Yeah, it's like oh, it's, hair it's, it's it's like it's like grooming products. And I I oh, heard great. it's pretty good actually. Okay, good I gotta for, get some fresh him. wolf. Here I am spending five hundred dollars at Oni Home Essentials. I gotta buy some fresh wolf. I think I would enjoy it. I'm gonna do a product review. I will say this to Wendy Osef. I'm so excited she's coming on. The oh. only Housewives product I've bought is Oni. I have I've not bought Brooks Marks. I've not bought Fresh Wolf. Haven't bought any you know Lisa Rinna stuff. Or, you know, I, I, I really, God, I love Wendy Osefa so much. I can't say the same in terms of product consumption. Of course, I have the Brooks. I Marks wish I was sweatsuit. buying more. I bought all of Dr. Tiffany Moon's candles. Oh, hers are fun. They're really good. And I have, I'm drowning in Oni products. And I, it's not that I don't want Karen Huger products. It's that it's specifically La Dame and I, like, I don't have a La Dame apartment. I have an Oni Home Essential yeah. apartment. That's just my choice. I have an Oni. I have an Oni Home Essential. You have more Oni. Sure. Yeah. This is time for you. Are you ready? This will be your second I don't think so honey of the yes. episode. Uh-huh. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. This is Bon Yang's second I don't think so honey. His time starts now. I don't think so honey having fun because I'm not having that right now and I haven't had it in a very long time. Even though I've had lovely moments of, you know, going to Ojai with my friends, ha- laughing at work, meeting people I love at work, having that opportunity at work, I'm not having fun. Hmm. I will say maybe it is like a winter doldrums thing. This is a sad, I don't think so, honey. And maybe it's not one that we post on Instagram. 30 Spencer, seconds. who handles our social media and who edits our lovely, I don't think so, honey, videos. 
We love Spencer so much. Love He's him. iconic. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, you know, in the words of Stephanie Germanata, I'm not having fun tonight. 15 seconds. And tonight is a long time in my in my sort of um, clock. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to have fun at some point soon. Five I haven't seconds. felt real joy in a long time. I did go on a good date this week, a couple good dates. And, and that's um, a minute. That's, tell us about that. Tell us about tell us about your good date. I'm going to be at Giselle Bryant and say, I don't want to say too much, but it was lovely. And you know, you know, <gasps> To have this, to have a good date on the week of Brad Taylor's version, mm, begin again. Incredible. Yep, loving him. It's was begin like. again. It's begin again. It's treacherous. It's mm. state of grace. It's I'm like this is God, high praise for the date. Out. Damn. Well, I, well, no, no, no. I just it timed out really well. Yeah, it sounds like. And I will say it was a great date. I love good dates. I was like, whoa. Mm. I I really didn't think this could happen again. <laughs> we love it i feel vulnerable sharing that um that's okay you know you know when you express vulnerability see that's the vulnerability that the judges are looking for and when you express (laughs) vulnerability we feel like we know you and that's what we want we want the connection we want to know that that person on the other side of the screen whether they're a million miles away that they're a little bit more like us than we thought and we think we think we know he's funny we want to know he's real. You you are RuPaul. You I, are I RuPaul. could step into RuPaul drag, if you will, very easily because I think Ru is really one of the most influential people in pop culture. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's actually Absolutely. rule of culture number seven. <laughs> Ru is one of the most influential people it's in one pop of the culture. Most influential people in pop culture. Oh my God. When and now we said really, it. And now we said it. Matt, oh, the way you've lifted my spirits, warmed my heart on this cold, cold night in my apartment. I, you always cease to amaze me. In the words of Lil Mama on America's Next Best Dance Crew, that's my job as your clown best friend, babe. I'm. I see you smiling and laughing, and you were not doing that at the beginning. And so I that's was my not job. doing that at the beginning. Big old check mark. You are not. You are not obligated to do that with me. That it's is my not joy I, to do that. Well, as long as you're happy, then I'm happy. But I don't want you to ever feel like work for you that you have to like get me get me lifted up. Like you always, I I will always be happy when I see you and talk to you. You don't have to put there's you don't have to put any effort in. I'm just happy to see my very good friend, my best friend, even Matt Rogers. That's so kind, and I'm always so happy to see you. I want to know. I'm checking on your well being right now. Do you have a space heater? No, not even a space heater. I don't know. I'll, I'll, they're, they're coming to look at it tomorrow morning. I, I hope it will be resolved by then. But tonight I'm going to like really fucking layer up under the covers at, or something. Why don't you get a hotel? Get a hotel. No, I'm not. I was, I, I was going to do get that last night. Get a hotel close night. to work. I was going to do that last night, but mm, tonight I maybe I'll do that. Do it. Well, get a hotel close to work or order roommate order room service for yourself tonight. I, if I was you, I would go over there like and do like a late night moment and just turn around for myself real close to work. Have it so that you can walk. It could be kind of fun. I'm just saying. maybe I'm, I'll consider. I'll consider. Um, anyway, well, I loved this episode. We covered a lot. Covered Taylora. The Taylora, Bravex Taylora, we absolutely love what you've done. Adele, you are coming. So is Wendy. Gag. The fact that the most the most thrilling part of this episode happened in the middle. Matt can confirm that Wendy is my favorite. 
Oh, yeah, you've been saying. And when you levied the accusation that I was not firmly team Wendy, I was like, no. I, I said, in the words of Wendy, I said, baby, let me correct baby. the record. I am team Zen Wen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I did not mean to. I am so excited. I can't even tell you if it's next week. Fuck yeah. We'll, we will let everyone know. We will let everyone know, but trust and believe we will craft a very good episode. We will ask her all the right questions. Mm-hmm. Make it fun. Yes. Make it, make it insightful. There's no way it won't be insightful when it's Wendy. I mean, yes. Wendy just always, always speaks truth. She's and the best. And also she's got her. the book coming out, The Tears of My Mother. And she's got the line and she's got the fucking Potomac reunion after a whole season. That was great. And it's going to be so fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Ooh, baby, baby, baby. Can't wait. We end every episode with a song. Two headlights shine through the sleepless night, and I will get you, get you, get you. You keep changing keys. Do I? Do I keep changing? Through my mind, I think you should, think you should know that nothing safe is worth the drive, and I will follow you, follow you home. Love it. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. 
Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.